On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, the playoffs are here. The three seed, the 76ers, host the six seeded Brooklyn Nets in the Eastern Conference playoffs. We break it down now of what we think the series is going to look like right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. What's up, D? The playoffs are what's up, Keith. <laughs> Happy is finally here. Yeah, me too. I know you are. You and many others. <laughs> well, we get to see how good the Sixers really are. That's correct. That's correct. We don't have to talk about, oh, let's wait till we get to the playoffs anymore because the playoffs are here. Welcome, everybody, to Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, as always, from the inquire.com Sixers beat writer extraordinaire that is Keith Pompey we thank you for making locked on 76 is your first listen and we really appreciate it remember locked on 76 is free and available wherever you get your podcast all right Keith we got to break down the series it's the matchup is set Sixers and Brooklyn we'll get to a little bit later on uh, a few other things like what do we know about the Brooklyn Nets this is a totally different team than what we saw the three other times Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and even Ben Simmons playing in a couple of those games as a part of the Brooklyn Nets. We'll get into that a little bit later, share our thoughts on those things. The final weekend of the NBA, some wild stuff going on, man. <laughs> Tempers flaring in Minnesota and L.A., all kinds of crazy stuff. But you know what? Things are pretty good, man. 54 wins, Keith, for the regular season. Uh, I don't remember what your win total was on or on the early part of the season when we made our predictions and all, but I do know you had over 50 wins. So 54, the last two with the reserves and the young players rounding out the season. They've finished third. They're now going to host the Brooklyn Nets like we thought. And as your poll that you put out on your Twitter account, a lot of Sixer fans won it, Keith. So as we look at this series now, this is what a lot of Sixer fans wanted the matchup that they felt was more favorable than the Miami Heat. How do you look at this one, man? How do you feel uh, now that you've been around this team all season long, these last two games, wrapping things up? We are here. How are you feeling? You know, I mean, it's, it's a weird thing because this is the team that the 76ers wanted to get. This is a team that the fans wanted, right? Um, I do think that the Sixers will win ultimately because Joel Embiid is, is going to be the best player on the floor. Right. And you typically need, you know, you typically need superstars to win, you know, in, in the postseason. But the Brooklyn Nets do scare me a little bit. And and from a little bit standpoint, I'm coming from they do have some shooters on that team. And when you look at the Sixers perimeter defense, although when you look at the numbers, they're a good they're not as bad perimeter defensive team. But the eye test tells us otherwise, and especially in recent games. So to me, it's like I do think that the 76ers are going to win this tournament. I mean, this uh, playoff series. I think they have a deeper team. 
But the scary part is those shooters like Cam Johnson, um, Seth Curry, you know, uh, the, the the guy from Japan, Wadanobi, right? You know what I mean? Wadanobi, yeah. Wadanobi. And then, you know, and then you also have Joe Harris. I know he's been struggling on and off, but he still can shoot the ball. So to me, it's just a matter of seeing if the Sixers could stop that because, you know, that's what's going to hurt them or, or, or it could cost them to lose a game that they're not supposed to lose in this series. Well, anytime you have a playoff series is always, as you said, you know, a little fearful because anybody can get hot in any series uh, with seven potential games and stealing one at home. We've seen the Sixers drop those, the Atlanta Hawks in 21, 22 season, uh, 20, 21 season, pardon me. And, and we've seen it. We've seen how it's happened before. Toronto coming back on the Sixers in the first round in the playoffs in the 22 playoffs last season. These things happen, man. And uh, Brooklyn does pose those types of challenges where where they are. But look, they got the matchup that they wanted, as you talked about. They got the matchup that the fan base wanted when you're talking about the three seed getting that particular team where they are new, they are different. They are not the Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving led Nets that we were thinking that were going to be in the playoffs when the season got underway. This is a totally different thing. And this did this did fall to them the right way in terms of the opponent. Miami would have been the tougher opponent because of their pedigree. We know the playoff pedigree, the coach that they have, and Eric Spolstra. Jimmy Butler is a playoff performer. As we know, having Kyle Lowry as an all-star, Bam Adebayo the same, and the shooters that they have, they pose a big-time threat to the 76ers, and they probably will uh, win that matchup between the Atlanta Hawks and the Miami Heat in that play-in game on Tuesday. That's going to be an interesting one to see who faces the Boston Celtics. I personally think it's going to be Miami, but uh, they, they did dodge one there. And sometimes, Keith, when we talk about winning and getting the championships, you need luck. And uh, that's one that they, knowing that you have Boston and Milwaukee potentially, if you get by Brooklyn as the two teams that you have to get through to get to the NBA Finals, sometimes you need some sort of luck. And if that is the case and it starts right there, that is that they got the more favorable matchup. And uh, uh, that's how I look at it. I'm sure the Sixers are thrilled, as you talked about. That's who they wanted. That's who they feel like they wanted to go out there and face. Now they have to go out there and perform because we've seen this team drop series before. We've seen it. We've seen it too many times where you should, as you pointed out, be a little worried about the Nets because of the challenge that they pose. So with that, you know, we'll see how it plays out. Let me say this, though. The one thing is that stood that we can take from is it's going to come down really good to the Sixers scouting department right now, like the people they sent out there. Because, you know, Doc Rivers alluded to this when they played. Well, he's, when, when they played early or earlier this season, right after the trade, Brooklyn had four new starters. I, I want to say that this might have been Mikel Bridges and, 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 and Cam Johnson's first or second game. That was their first game. They, OK, it was their first game, their first game. And you can argue and say that they should have defeated the Sixers. I, mean, I actually forgot that that was the third game honestly the third it was the third or was it the first that was no i just meant in terms of playing brooklyn oh yeah that was that th- oh yeah that was their yeah. third game so yeah. so when you look at that it's kind of sort of like you know 
from a coaching standpoint, Jock Vaughn and the boys, they know exactly what they expect from the Sixers. The Sixers really don't have a feel for this team. I mean, and then when you look at it, they didn't even have Seth Curry playing in that game. I mean, Cam Johnson couldn't make a basket. Um, I think Spencer Dinwiddie was still trying to figure out who he was playing with these new guys. So, you know, we're all looking at it like, okay, you know, they this team is 45 and 37. You know, they lost a couple games. They lost the superstars. But the first time when they – game one is going to be the first time that they're really going to go on the floor and get a real sense of who this team is. And I, I, I honestly think that – uh that Brooklyn can still gain one. I mean, I expect Brooklyn to still gain one just because of that. And the Sixers have to figure it out after that. Mm, interesting. Okay. Well, let's on the other side, Keith, let's jump into that more of what we know about Brooklyn and what type of things outside of the shooting part that you talked about already with the number of shooters. We talk about what type of challenges they do pose coming up next right here, locked on 76ers. You know what? Let's talk about prize pick, right? The I really like prize pick. Why? You know what I mean? Because prize pick is one of those things. Unfortunately, I can't do it for Luca anymore. But back in the day, I would say I'm taking Luca to score more than 26.5 points. LeBron James to have more than 7.5 rebounds. Kevin Durant to have less than six foot five assists. And Steph Curry to have more than 3.5 three-pointers, right? So how does it work? Prize pick, you pick two to six players, and if they will go score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawal. So that's always a bonus. Download the Prize Pick app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Pick will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Pick will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on to sign up for an instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Keith, you laid out their record, 45-37. and 37. The Brooklyn Nets finished the campaign. Sixers took care of them on Sunday afternoon. The reserves and the young guys playing against the backups and reserves and young guys there on the other side. Uh, but um, this team, man, um, different look. Uh, four new starters on their team. Nick Claxton is the only remaining starter from when they began the season, pairing him with, of course, the likes of Joe Harris at the time, starting with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and uh, Ben Simmons. And, and now you have this new look team where they are entirely different lineup. Off the bench right now is Seth Curry. Joe Harris is coming off the bench right now. Uh, you have so many other players. Dayron Sharp is the backup big man who you got a chance to see a lot of today. 
against Paul Reed and Dwayne Dedman and Montrez Harrell out there on the floor. So outside of the outside shooting, Keith, the part that you talked about, what challenges could they pose? And to your point, causing the Sixers to maybe even for, lose that first game. You know, it's funny because like is you know, I, I there there's a lot of storylines in this game too. You know, I you know, I, I think the one guy, the young budding stars, Mikael Bridges. I, I think that he's someone that can 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 make make you notice him. You know, I, I do. I, I think that when you look at him in the motivational aspect, I mean, I know some people say it's overblown, but the fact that, you know, this was a team that this kid really loved growing up, wanted to play for, you know, family, mother worked for the team. And now that they traded him, I mean, that's like, he seems like a nice kid. You know, way more than I do than most. But but at the same time, I don't know if I want to give somebody any motivation. Like when you're going up against a playoff series. I just don't, you know what I mean? I don't want to give anybody motivation from that aspect. I mean, maybe I could be reading more into stuff or hyping it up. But I do think that he's a good player, a good young player. And you look at him, he's a good two-way player. And not only that, you got him and P.J. Tucker the only two dudes on, I know of in this, on his teams that play for a championship, right? So it's something to be said about that, that type of experience. Cam Johnson, too. It's something to be said about that. So when I look at him, I think that – I'm not going to call him the X Factor, but I think that he could, he could have a pretty good series. I don't know who can stop him, who's going to guard him. I don't know who's going to start to guard the guy. But I do know – that you can put him on Maxi if you want to. You can put him on Harden if you want to. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, he can guard both of those guys. I think he can shut both of them down. I mean, I do. I mean, I do. I, I, I do. I think the guy, I think he's an elite defender who's becoming a better offensive guy. Outside of that, um, the one guy who really intrigues me a lot, but I don't know how many minutes he gets, but – the six, you need it. Now, again, I do think the Sixers are going to win this series, but I'm just bringing up guys who I think could hurt them. Are you going with the other Cam? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, like, you know, they were, they like, they like, they woke up when he had 46. They didn't want him to get, to get 50 uh, on, on. He was Sunday. trying too. He was, he was trying. trying. Yeah, he was trying. But him coming off the bench. Like, that's instant offense that you need. So, you know, I mean, they, they're young guys. But at the same time, I think they have a phenomenal coach. And um, they all seem to like each other, too. <laughs> um, he is as, 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 as good a person as you think he is, as it appears. So that's just number one, uh, of course. Um, yes, I know him differently than people may be listening to us and any of the other people around locked on 76ers. Yes, Mikhail is as nice a person. He is as genuine as he appears to be, uh, as you see him. I'll let you talk about the basketball part of things because, of course, it just, you know, sounds better coming that way instead of the, the biased nature of it. But I have watched, obviously, since he's been traded from, Phil from Phoenix to Brooklyn, I've watched, I, I think, as many as I have 
been able to because the Sixers and the Nets playing at the same time. And he is the focal point of the offense now between he and Spencer Dinwiddie. But what they do is they also have so much of the offense flowing through everyone else too, where the ball constantly moves. Everyone is unselfish. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, since being with the Nets, he broke the record for the Nets assist number for the month of March uh, for you know the amount of assists that he was able to drop off to his teammates getting those baskets because he has been that good. And he's not even a pure point guard. So that's just to, to talk about what they've been able to do as far as their shooting, how he has set them up, and how those other guys can score. Cam Johnson can still shoot the basketball, to your point. Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, he, he can score the basketball still without the assisting part. And the part that you just talked about defensively, you have two really good uh, elite defensive wings, Keith. You mentioned Mikel, but I also mentioned Dorian Finney-Smith. Oh, you guys forgot about him. Talk about those two on Harden and Maxi. Those are the type of those are the type of defenders, long, athletic, strong, that can uh, make things difficult for those two. Speaking of Harden and Maxi, I think that those will probably be the two guys to start off on the back court to try to disrupt things. But as you talked about, the big fella, you know, when when you dump the ball there and you have Claxton, who's really athletic and had a really good season, if he gets into foul trouble or once the ball goes to Embiid in general, if they send a double team, then you're already taken away from what your structure of the defense is, your principles uh, in general, because you're going to leave someone open. Everyone can hit a shot in that starting five um, once uh, the other four in that starting five with Embiid once that double team does, in fact, come. So, uh, But as far as what they do offensively, it's a lot of movement. It's a lot of trusting one another. A lot of screen setting. Uh, you have a couple of guys that uh, break you down between Mikel and Spencer Dinwiddie, and uh, they get things done on the offensive end at, at a pretty good clip. They can shoot the basketball, as you mentioned in the first segment there, and the Sixers are going to have to be careful to make sure they close out on that three-point line and not let things get out of hand. If you leave them in there, they're going to think they can beat you. That's how good they have been. And defensively, again, it starts with those two on the perimeter and Nick Claxton is one who we know he can protect the rim for yeah. the Brooklyn Nets. And did you know that Dorian Finney-Smith, I got I keep forgetting which one it is, either his mother is from Camden or she's from Chester. Okay. I believe I believe it's Chester. I, 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 believe, it's, I believe it's Chester. I could okay. be wrong, but it's one of the two. So that's like another like homecoming, so to speak. You know what I mean? Interesting. Okay, yeah. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be really fun. This matchup, again, not wanting the Miami Heat is one thing. Playing the Brooklyn Nets, who do something totally different and have nothing to be afraid of. They have it's, – it's gravy for them right now as a 60 putting this team together in February. And here they are, again, eight games over 500. Six seed, no play-in. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that's pretty good for them. When we come back on the other side, Keith – we got to talk a little bit about just some of the other stuff that happened on Sunday around the association the last day because other things took place. Yeah, man, throwing them bows, man, it was crazy. We'll get to those. We have a lot to talk about this week. So in our final segment, we got to talk about Sunday. We'll do that next right here on Locked On 76ers. As we're here in the month of April now, we're getting things together. The uh, March Madness uh, bracket has been here for the month of March, right? It was it was here. It, it's been fantastic as, uh, you know, so much has been done with the March Madness. 
uh, bracket there as we were able to, uh, you know, deal with with all of that. But as we also look at a few other things uh, with this with this entire month here that we have going on, it's been a really good month of so many different things from so many different uh, aspects of what you you know you you want to do and all of that it's been tremendous and and, and with it and and simply looking at uh, everything that's been going on for the entire month here as i try to make sure we get everything situated here uh, to 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 do this uh <laughs> to do this uh here for everyone here on the on our read I got to tell you all about the Ultimate Jam. It's been tremendous. It's been fun. I've been telling everybody about it for quite some time now as we talk about the Ultimate GM. And with the Ultimate GM, Ultimate Pro Basketball GM, by the way, it's been tremendous just trying to put the teams together. Now we're in the postseason, so some of my players are gone. But it's the coolest game I've played in a long time. I've always thought about uh, how – you know, I could be a GM, maybe I could be a coach in the league, a scout. As it turns out, it's not all that easy. I've had the, you know, the same thought and have fantasized about managing uh, my own franchise and downloading Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. And right now has given me the opportunity to, to do that. And the game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory, building a historic dynasty in the simulation uh, that you have dealing with the challenges of personalities from players and coaches, hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and training and drafting and navigating the franchise through free agency. It's all tough, all in this challenging and realistic world. Ultimate pro basketball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on, on the go as you want and when you want to. All you have to do is uh, just simply jump on in there, locked on 76ers listeners, get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo locked on in the game store. So make sure to check it out to download the game. Just visit probasketballgm.com, scan the code or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com, ultimate basketball GM. Start your dynasty today like I did. All right, Keith, let's get into it here with some of the stuff that's going on around the NBA. First of all, one through six, we have the, Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, one, two, three. Four is Cleveland. They will take on the New York Knicks and host them in their first round matchup, the Nets and the Sixers. Now, the seven, eight, nine, and 10 is yet to be determined, as we know uh, right now, because Miami will host for the seven, eight matchup in the Eastern Conference. They're going to host the Atlanta Hawks. Keith, I'm just telling you right now, I'm going with Miami in that one because it's just, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can't beat the Miami. <laughs> Uh, nah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, too. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, then the Toronto Raptors will host the Chicago Bulls. So uh, before we get to the throwing of the bows in the Western Conference, <laughs> <laughs> how do you look at for the first round? How do you look at the rest of the thing shaping up in the East? Um, I think I think what they call it chalk. Yeah, <laughs> like the One, top two, four. I think. Yeah, I, I think whoever, yeah, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be chalk, like I do. I mean, as much as New York is a up and coming team or this and that, I don't think they can beat I don't think they can beat Cleveland. I'm sorry. Um, I think, you know, we already talked about the Sixers, but I, I think I don't think those play in teams are well, it's funny. 
Like then they say Miami has had the best better of of Boston, but I don't know if they can beat them in a seven game series. I, I just don't. They'll make them work. They'll make them work. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they'll beat them though. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll make them work. I just don't know if they'll beat them. But um, if so, ooh, if I'm the 76ers, I'm, 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 I'm rooting for that. I, I am. <laughs> I'm rooting for that. Um, but I, I, I don't think. I, don't, I just think Milwaukee is just a deep team, man. I think they might be the deepest and the best team in the league. I do. All right. So Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Boston, Cleveland all move on. Uh, Chicago, Toronto, who do you feel wins that one? Toronto. Wait, and, no, who, now, let me, let me ask you this. So who, who, who's the number one? Who's, who's number nine and who's number 10? Nine is Toronto. They'll host Chicago. Yeah, I, I got Toronto winning. Okay. So then that means Atlanta will face Toronto in the final number eight spot uh, to get the eighth seed. Atlanta, Toronto, Atlanta will host the Toronto Raptors. What do you think? Woo. That's going to be a good one. But I think Atlanta got some quit in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, they do. So so I'm going with I'm going with Toronto. Man. I am not impressed with the Atlanta Hawks. Nah. No. I mean, the dude Trey Young is like the baller, right? He had 27 points, 20 assists, but nine turns. Nine turnovers. And he was getting like just reached out and stripping it. They was like taking the ball from him. Like you know, I thought James I mean? Springer played him relatively yeah. well, especially on that last possession. Yeah, oh, when he just took the ball from him. Uh, when he oh, the one the, when he got the oh when he got the foul when he forced him. the um he forced the uh, shot clock violation the forced overtime. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then to tie to make it uh I think it was one seventeen, one fifteen, and he tied it up at one seventeen. He went right right into Trey Young's chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, it, you know, it's the best. But uh, all right, we'll move on to the – we we both think the Hawks are going to drop out. So uh, that's the first round. Uh, in the West, Denver, top seed, Memphis second, Sacramento third. Phoenix does end up with the fourth seed, Clippers with the fifth seed, and the Warriors sixth as the defending champions going into the playoffs. For the play-in, Lakers seven, Minnesota eight. So that will be that matchup for the play-in. Uh, New Orleans, 9, OKC, 10. Uh, that will be the second game there uh, for those two teams. So how do you look at right now, Keith? Denver, uh, pardon me, Sacramento, Golden State. I'll start there. I got Golden State winning that series. I'm sorry. Okay. Just, Just like playing your little pedigree, brother. Huh? huh? Championship pedigree, and they have Andrew Wiggins back. I don't know. I just think that that the the game that they won in Sacramento earlier this week and won, mm-hmm. I think that was a preview. Okay. Suns Clippers. Suns the home team. I got to go with the Suns. They got the best player. I mean, I mean, don't Kawhi is a great player, but I got to go with the Suns. Uh, Devin Booker and uh, and um, K um, Kev, uh, K K Kevin Durant. I, I just think um, they're this. They're going to be hard to stop, those two. And you don't know Paul George coming back from that leg injury. Exactly. I I just don't know. I don't know in that series. All right, so Lakers 7, Minnesota 8. Minnesota, let's get to the dust up. They're taking on the Lakers in L.A. 
Minnesota won the game that they played on Sunday. However, Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert got into a little shouting match on the sideline in their huddle. Rudy Gobert didn't like what Kyle Anderson said and took a swing at him and punched him in his shoulder slash chest area. Uh, if he was trying to hit him in the face, it just goes right along with who we think Rudy Gobert is. He has bad aim when it comes to basketball. So, <laughs> so then Jalen McDaniels, the brother, his brother Jaden playing for Minnesota, all NBA defensive um, performer this season, I think he was that good, punches the wall out of frustration where the padding is and now has a fractured hand. And uh, he is going to be out for some time now because of that. So you already have dysfunction. Then you have Jalen McDaniels breaking his hand. Lakers, Minnesota, who wins that game? Uh, I got the Lakers winning that one. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, I got the – I mean, like, they already frustrated. <laughs> like, yo, like, come on, man. They already frustrated. And you got, like – the veteran squad and the Lakers and all that. Nah, they, nah, I think Minnesota's done. Dude. Okay. I think they're done. Uh, Pelicans and OKC. <sighs> Pelicans. I mean, OKC, but I, I'm really shaking my head because, like, dang, OKC, y'all would have been better off getting another lottery pick. <laughs> like, you got so many of them. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Chet Holmgren's coming back next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter. But uh, then you have Minnesota taking on uh, New Orleans to your, to your prediction in that in that other uh, spot for the eighth there I, in the West. I got New Orleans. Uh, I know you said Minnesota taking on who? New Orleans. Yep. But I had I had New Orleans winning. Yeah. So, so they're the nine. They beat OKC. Oh, oh, so, oh yeah. Oh, I got New Orleans beating Minnesota. I think Minnesota's cooked, man. Okay. I, I hate to say it. I think they're cooked. Okay. The other dust up was Bones Highland and Mason Plumley getting into it in their huddle uh, on the sideline coming off the floor. Bones shoved Mason Plumley. Things got a little crazy. Apparently they cleared it up, but what is happening, man? What is happening? You don't like to see that stuff. Everybody fights, but you know, <laughs> come on. I tell you, like, it's funny because I was on the phone with somebody before, like, we did this, we got on the podcast. And I told him, like, the thing is now we just see more cameras on camera. Like, it's been happening for a while. Mm -hmm. But it just seemed funny that Mason Pumley was fight, about to fight Bones Highland, like, with the height and reach of disadvantage. You know what I mean? But it just <laughs> Bones is a Delaware kid. He just yeah, not scared. Yeah, He's yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the funny part. He ain't scared. Yeah, man. not scared at all. Well, listen, man, I don't know that Sixer fans are scared about this matchup, but they should at least respect the opponent in this one, to your point, because they're going to make it interesting. And we're going to have a full week of discussion on this uh, from so, some matchups that we like, uh, certain things with Embiid, how they need to defend Mikael Bridges on the other end, and how should Brooklyn defend Joel Embiid? All of it, how healthy are the Sixers? Who will be in the rotation? Did the reserves show you something? where the 76ers uh, may have may be able to go deeper into their bench in this first round matchup against the Brooklyn Nets. We'll get into it all at the end of the week. We'll actually give our predictions for the other first round matchups there as things get closer. It's going to be a lot of fun this week.
So with all of that being said, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers. You first listen every day and remember, uh, make your second listen Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? Like D just said, wherever you get your podcast, you can get this podcast, Locked On 76ers, right? But also, you can listen to my man D tonight on the Divine Giving Show from 6 to 10 p.m. on 97.5 FM, right? 97.5 FM from 6 to 10 p.m. Listen to D. Also, follow D on Twitter at DivineG975. DivineG975 on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can read my work in the Philadelphia Inquirer, inquirer.com. Keith, we're finally here, man. It's April. It's the playoff time. This and is what matters, baby. This is what you've been waiting for, specifically. Mm-hmm. Forget about the 82. You've been wanting this. We're here, man. <laughs> we're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a lot to talk about this week. I can't wait to get to all of it with you this week and all of our listeners and viewers. Thanks, everybody. Keith, talk to you later. Peace, man. Peace.